the podcast that is now called Paideia originally started as Storytime. So you might hear the podcast referred to as Storytime in this episode, but you are listening to Paideia with Cassie Michael. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Storytime. I'm your host, Cassie Michael, and today I read and will be discussing chapters 4, 5, and 6 of Orson Scott Card's Ender's Game. Thanks for joining me. So, I'm going to start off by talking about today, and it hasn't been a great day for me. Um, So, my school gave word that um, we will not be resuming in-person classes this semester, and all events are canceled for the rest of the year due to COVID-19. At first, the plan was just to have our spring break and do a few days of distance learning, a few weeks um, of distance learning, and then after Easter, we would all return. Um, And being from far away, I had decided to weather the um, COVID-19 spring break distance learning from campus. Um, But now I am expected to leave and return home. Um, And being a senior, I have a lot of feelings that I'm going to be missing out on an ending to my college experience and I'm going to be missing a lot of closure. My ending is on this chapter of my life is, you know, maybe there's some ambiguity in it and maybe it's like the end of a really great book, but you don't get like all the loose ends tied up and that's okay. So I'm stressed and, you know, sad and I have a lot of emotions um, going on right now, but in this time, I still wanted to read, and I still wanted to work on this new um, project, and so I did. So I've read chapters four, five, and six for today's episode, and um, I'll admit that I'm still working on figuring out um, the best, like, chunk, how to chunk the book into sections to read. Um, I'm like a binge reader and when I get a book, once I get hooked, I don't put it down. Sometimes I cannot, like, I don't have the self-control to, like, stop reading all the time. Um, one time in book club I had read ahead because I really liked the book and I didn't want to stop reading it. And so, since I was so far ahead, they took my book away And then I was at Barnes & Noble the next day, and I found it in Barnes & Noble, and I got it, like, I didn't buy it, but I I sat in Barnes & Noble reading it so that I could, um, keep knowing what the story is. Um, and so, like, I'm definitely getting into Ender's Game, and I definitely, like, want to read it and, like, finish it, and, like, my natural tendency would just be to read it really fast, but... Um, I also really like that, you know, making an episode after two episodes or three episodes, 
after two chapters or three chapters, I get to slow down my reading and I get to think about what I've read and I get to go and I get to dive deeper into the text and into um, the underlying messages and um, stuff like that, which I don't always do when I'm reading for fun. Um, I do it a lot when I'm reading for school, um, but I don't often do that when I'm reading for fun. So I'm going to have to work to find a balance of like reading because I want to finish, I want to enjoy it, and I want to finish the story. And then also like, where do I make an episode? Where do I stop to think? Um, so that's something I'll be playing around with these next few episodes. Um, and I also still am working on finding like what the right structure for this is and how I want to structure my episodes. Um, so just know that. And again, I ask for grace and uh, thank you for bearing with me as I have embarked on this project. Alright, so we're going to recap all the plot points of these chapters, and we pick up right off of where chapter 3 ended. Ender has just said goodbye to his family and decided to go to the battle school. Chapter 4 is his launch to the battle school. So he joins the other boys that have been selected to attend the battle school, and they climb a ladder which um, up to a ship which is in null gravity, and they're going off to school. Um, Ender is the first person to learn how to think in null gravity and change the directions to his advantage. Um, Colonel Graf praises him for this and tells the whole group that Ender is the best one of the group. Um, and Ender is the one that he is betting on, um, a target's placed on Ender's back because of this. The boys, other boys don't react well to this. And then Ender gets in an altercation with a boy and ends up breaking his arm. Um, and, um, Colonel Graf, he doesn't necessarily get Ender in trouble, but they have a nice conversation at the end. And Colonel Graf makes it clear that he isn't Ender's friend. Chapter 5, Ender is at school now. It's his first day. He finds um, his locker and he finds his bed. Um, his, It's been decided for him um, that he's going to be like the commander of the room. Um, the boys meet their mom, um, which is Dap. Um... Someone at the school who will be nice to them and check in on them um, and help them transition to life at the school. Um, Ender is isolated. He's eating alone. Um, older boys come up to him. An older boy um, comes up to him when he sees him eating alone and says um, that he needs to make friends or else he won't be a leader. And if you're not a leader, you don't go to on to the um, next school. Um, there are different games that are played at this school. And 
one particular one Ender really likes, and it's like one person versus another person played on the computer, and you have to like outmaneuver the other person. So Ender watches and he observes, and he learns the system of the game and learns how to manipulate it, and then he challenges this older boy who's been at the school much longer than he is to play the game, um, and he challenges challenges him to best two out of three, and he loses the first time because it's his first time playing the games, his first time with controllers, but then um, his second and third try, he wins, and he does maneuvers that they've never seen before. Um, Ender also um, figures out how to um, send uh, anonymous messages through the desks that they have, kind of similar um, to what he did with sending messages um, earlier in the book at his school. Um, And so the boy whose arm he broke Um, that character is named Bernard, and Bernard kind of starts up a gang, um, and so to, like, stop this, um, Ender sends some messages, cover your butt, Bernard is watching, from God, um, and then sends a message as Bernard, no one knows that he did this, and no one knows how it was done, um, but it kind of breaks up the gang that Bernard has um and then chapter six the giants drink um the boys all go um into a battle room um and they learn how to move in null gravity it's really Ender's really doing using trial and error to figure this out um and Ender has made a friend, um, Shen is his friend he made, um, with the whole message thing, um, and so Ender and a few other boys figure out how to move, um, and how their equipment works, um, so Ender, Bernard, and, um, Ally, Ally, it's spelled A-L-A-I, So Ally, um, the four of them together, like, defeat the rest of the group and, like, freeze them. Um, everyone thinks Bernard was the re- the leader of that, but really Ender was the mastermind behind that. Um, and then the rest of the chapter, um, Ender is doing his own studies and so he is doing free play and he's playing a game um which is the game is like the giant's drink um and so um ender again outsmarts the drink the game um and so um yeah that's what happens in these chapters. So now, let's dive deep. Um, I liked my questioning, um, I liked that structure from the last episode, so I'm gonna go ahead with that. And my first question from reading 
this section of chapters is about like engineering humans. So the people at this school, the unnamed characters who have these conversations at the beginning of every chapter, which one of them we learn is Colonel Graf, so it must be the people at the school, they're engineering um, Ender to become this military mastermind, or they're hoping that that's how they're engineering um, Ender. They're purposefully manipulating him and purposefully creating experiences that will help shape him in to a great military leader. Um, my question is, like, how moral is this? You know, like, we do this all the time. Like, you could say edu education is engineering of humans. Teachers design experiences um, and design learning opportunities for a desired outcome. Um, teachers design experiences so that students can learn to read. We're engineering students to read. Um, or if you take a more behavioralist approach, um, which is like psychology, it's like Pavlov and like the bell ding and like the dog salivates. Um, or like conditioning, um, operant and classical conditioning. Um, when different stimulus is, we work so that when different stimulus are presented, um, there will be um, a specific response that we've conditioned. So like all education is kind of this idea of like we're engineering humans to be able to read, to write, to do math, um, and to think. But how do we promote like free thought and how do we promote like not brainwashing, you know, and where is that line and like where's Ender's choice in this? Yes, he had a choice to go to the battle school, but what if he becomes something that he doesn't want to become? Um, so, like, one of the quotes from the beginning of chapter four is, um, um, sometimes I think you enjoy breaking these little geniuses. There is an art to it, and I'm very good at it, but enjoy? Well, maybe. When they put back the pieces afterward, and it makes them better. You're a monster. Thanks. Does this mean I get a raise? Just a med- just a medal. The budget is inexcusable- is inexhaustible. Um, so, I don't know. Like, is what they're doing to Ender fair? And is it just? Um, and then there's another one of these, you know, conversations. And I think there's another quote. Um, well, just a theme and something I picked up on in these chapters is that it is worth it as long as it's worth it for humanity. 
Um, and this is the idea that all humans are tools for other humans to use to justify an end. Um, so there was kind of a end, the ends justify the means um, theme in this set of chapters. And I don't know. This book is about humanities and the survival of the human species. So there's a intergalactic um, war with the buggers. Um, if they're, they're preparing for this war. And what's at stake is the survival of the human species. Um, everything else in the biosphere will adapt and it will evolve. Um, but humans want to survive. So that part of this chapter kind of reminds me of climate change. You know, climate change, Earth, it's going to be fine. Climate change will not destroy the Earth. It will drastically change the Earth. But the Earth, this planet, will not be destroyed. What will be destroyed is human's ability to live on this planet and perhaps this planet's ability to um, support life. So as a species, we have to decide if we want to survive. And if we do, we have got to start taking action now. Um, but we're not. But in Ender's Game, they are. So I guess I wonder when do the ends justify the means? I don't know if survival is enough. Like, I don't know if I see value in the human species surviving just to have to keep fighting to survive. Wouldn't it be easier if we didn't survive? Um, I don't know. And if the end, like, if the means are just terrible and very immoral, how does that separate us from animals? Like, what makes us human if the ends justify the means and will do anything by any means necessary to survive? Um, I don't know. Then... So Ender is obviously a genius. He's six years old, but he thinks much older, and he's very strategic, and he's very observant, um, which I really like. Um, so now a few things that I noticed, um, or a few things that like stood out to me, is in the battle room, they were just thrown in there, and they learned how to maneuver and how to get around by trial and error. It's kind of that, like, um, thought of people learning to swim, you know, just throw them in the deep end. Um, I see value in that, and I see value in, like, exploration. Um, but also, it's hard. It's hard to just be thrown into the deep end and have to figure it out um but you know that part called me to 
allow for free inquiry and exploration in my um, future classroom to let students figure out things for themselves. They are capable of doing it. Um, and some might need extra support in that, but um, I'm a big believer in like experiential and like inquiry-based learning. And so it was cool to see some of that um, in here. Um, and then I noticed that like not all of the teachers seem to be like um, people in like the military necessarily like the math teacher I know it said like it seems like the math teacher is confused about why they're there and that they don't really want to be there um, and like I wonder about like how these students are being taught and like why they're taught in the way they're taught um, there's also, it seems, a lot of, like, game-based learning. The um, children learn to be soldiers through playing games and through stimulating, simulating war and playing strategy games. Um, and I think that can be um, really effective. I guess with this section of the book calls me to think about more and ponder or to enact in my life is um, to explore, to um, figure things out by trial and error and to be more observant and to observe my surroundings and figure out how and why things work and how I can use that um, to the advantage of people. Thanks for listening. Um, that's chapters four, five, and six of Ender's Game. Again, I don't have any voicemails yet, um, but if you'd like to send in a voicemail, um, that link is... Um, https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash cassie c-a-s-s-i-e dash michael m-i-c-h-e-l slash slash backslash um message so that's how you can send a voice message to be included on the podcast um but since i do not have any um I'm going to tell about how stories have impacted my life lately. So amid all the emotions and stress of this day and finding out that we won't be returning back to Luther, um, which is, I go to Luther College, to school in Decorah, Iowa, um, and finding out that we won't be finishing off our senior year um, at this place with our friends and our community. Um, the people in my classes, we all shared some positives that are going around. And everybody's sharing one positive or a few positives going on in their life really just made me happy and made me thankful that even in this time of global pandemic, there are 
good things that are happening. Um, and there is joy in the days and um, it is possible to find um, happiness. Um, happiness can be found in the darkest of times if only one remembers to turn on the light. Um, so my um, positive moment or one of my moments of joy um, these last few days was um, while deep cleaning my room thinking I would need to make this environment conducive to learning um, I found bubbles and I blew them and it was just so fun and so lighthearted and I I love bubbles and so uh, bubbles I definitely highly recommend they're great and just instantly changed my mood for the moments that I blew them so I highly recommend um, and I hope that you all try to find the joy in this time my other joy my other positive is this podcast that I decided to start. Um, so far, I'm really enjoying doing the whole podcasting thing, um, and I'm really enjoying reading Ender's Game. There's like, the plot is good, and the plot's moving, um, and there's a lot of really complex characters and a lot to unpack with that. Oh my god, there's a dog! There's a dog running around outside my room. It's so cute! Ah! Um, I love dogs. I hope the dog has an owner. Oh, there they are. Okay, all good. Um, anyway, my other positive is this podcast. Um, I've really been enjoying it and enjoying how I'm slowing down my reading and I'm noticing more, um, and I'm excited to see what comes of it. Um, so, um, also having to go home means that I'll be with my Harry Potter books and, um, I've been wanting to read the books in this time of, um, chaos and turmoil. I usually read reread them at least once a year. This year we might have to reread them more. Um, those books are just their comfort and their home and you know every time I read that story and those seven books I find some new treasure or um, I have a new perspective on it and you know it's always just as exciting well, maybe not, but, like, I feel just like a kid reading them, and I feel comforted, and I feel safe, and I need that, and I feel joy, excitement, sadness, oh, there's so many times in that book where I feel, in those books where I feel sadness, um, but I feel all the emotions with it, and so I'm really excited to be going home to my Harry Potter books, and my dog, and my family. Um, anyway, thanks for listening, and um, if you want, send in a voice message. Thanks for listening to this episode of Storytime. 
Um, I'm your host, Cass Michael, and due to COVID-19, there likely won't be another episode for the next few days, um, just because I will be traveling home and figuring out my life. So, um, thanks for listening, and um, can't wait to do another episode. Have a great day, and stay healthy, and stay well.